We are Columbus Community Hospital, dedicated to providing compassionate, accessible health care close to home. Here's another edition of our podcast series, Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts. As the focus continues to grow on concussions and their short-term and long-term effects on a patient, treatment options have expanded and evolved. Here to talk with us about emerging treatments for concussions is Dr. Robert Miller, an ER physician at Columbus Community Hospital. Dr. Miller, thank you for your time. First off, can you tell us in general about the programs offered at Columbus Community Hospital regarding concussion treatment? We have a uh, Columbus Concussion Management Clinic where we uh, have patients that get referred from either the emergency room or from the offices of their primary care providers, and we evaluate them for uh, where they're at in their concussion. Some of them are newly diagnosed, and some of them have had uh, symptoms for a period of time, and then we will evaluate them and then see which specific treatments may be beneficial to them, such as occupational therapy or physical therapy or even sometimes speech therapy. Okay, take us through this. You're an ER physician. When someone walks through the doors, what treatment do you give them when they come in with a head injury? So initially, when they come into the emergency department, we will uh, see and evaluate them. And, uh, you know, first of all, we'll go through the typical ABCs, depending, you know, airway, breathing, and circulation to make sure that they're stable. And then um, provided that that person is stable, then we'll plan on seeing what the next step should be. In some cases, uh, if they have uh, certain signs or symptoms, we may feel like a CT scan or uh, sometimes other imaging, such as an MRI scan, may be indicated or warranted. Uh, not all the time that is a CT necessary when a person has a concussion. Um, if their symptoms are fairly mild, then we may choose to just manage them uh, based on their symptoms from that point on. And what are the signs and symptoms of a concussion? The most common sign would be a headache. Uh, typically, concussion refers to uh, a shaking of the brain. So sometimes it can uh, be an injury to another part of the body, but uh, they may sustain a uh, fast acceleration or deceleration or rotational uh, injury that would cause some uh, concussion or shaking of the brain. And then the most common symptom, as we said, was the headache. Sometimes they'll experience dizziness, um, trouble with focusing. Um, Some of the later signs may be uh, trouble falling asleep. Uh, Sometimes uh, balance issues come into play. Um, there's literally about 20 to 22 different symptoms that can be associated with concussion. And we give people a list of those and tell them to kind of watch for what symptoms may show up right away and some symptoms that may show up later. You mentioned an MRI or a CT scan. What do you need to see to order one of those tests? Uh, So declining mental function or declining level of uh, consciousness would be one of the termed red flag symptoms that would say this may be a more serious head injury. Uh, Sometimes persistent vomiting may be another sign or a a blown pupil. So one pupil is uh, significantly larger than the other or if the pupils aren't reactive, then those would be signs that may push us on to get a CT scan. Dr. Miller, concussions are not a new issue. Can you tell me how treatment has evolved over the years and if there are any new treatment options out there? Sure. So initially, concussions were, you know, going back into the 
eighties or seventies and eighties, you know, people were considered not to be concussed unless they had a loss of consciousness. Um, that obviously has changed significantly. We now diagnose things uh, as being concussions that, you know, back in those days were not considered concussion because they didn't have a loss of consciousness. So even the diagnosis has shifted so that we call a lot more things a concussion than we used to. As far as the management goes, uh, initially, say go back five to seven years, we would typically instruct uh, patients to get strict bed rest. Um, Sometimes they used to call it cocoon therapy. Basically, you would uh, almost lock a player or a a student athlete in a room and turn out the lights and say, we'll come back and check on you in a day or two. Um, So initially, it is still recommended to get a period of rest, but now we're starting to uh, get people trying to move towards their normal activities a lot sooner. Uh, So you're seeing uh, even sometimes where we're starting to let people exercise or move uh, within a day or two of their initial injury, uh, although we want to keep them out of harm's way, so we don't want them back on the field where they could get another injury. We're trying to avoid a thing called a second impact syndrome, which is r- fairly rare, but it can be life-threatening when it occurs. So that's the main reason that we take people you know, off the field and out of play you know, immediately when we suspect a concussion. So that part has evolved as far as what what we allow to happen right after the concussion. So there's a period of rest, and then now we let them get up and move and be a little bit more active. And are there any medications that you prescribe? We try to avoid medicines if we can, but it's not uncommon for us to say, go ahead and take a little bit of Tylenol. Some people feel that um, ibuprofen may be a little bit controversial, but in most cases, uh, we do allow for either the Tylenol or ibuprofen to be given just to try to manage symptoms. Uh, we try not to go to any uh, stronger pain medications such as, such as opiates as that may cause vomiting and then that give us a confusing picture of are they vomiting from their head injury or are they vomiting from the medication. So try to keep the medications to a minimum. So sometimes people, I'll have people take between 1,000 and 1,200 milligrams of fish oil up to three times a day. And how does someone know when they are okay or clear to return to normal activities or sports? So as they start to improve on their concussions, we typically see their symptoms resolve as far as their dizziness should continue to get better. Um, We initially look for what we call headache-free periods of time where they uh, have no headache for a period of an hour or two, and then we look for that to continue to get longer, and then we look for them to have completely headache-free days. And once they get to where they have completely headache-free days, then we'll let them uh, continue to increase their activity level. And those two are kind of going simultaneously now, whereas before we used to make them get completely over their symptoms before we let them start to exercise and move. Now we're having them start to exercise and move even when they might still be having more mild symptoms. But ultimately, to get back to return to play, people have to be uh, symptom-free and be go through a progression where they increase their activity from kind of rest to light aerobic activity to uh, harder aerobic type of activity such as sprint. Um, and then we try to have them simulate their sport activity. Um, so for soccer players, we may have them do you know quick sprints and hard running and then some jogging in between. 
and then uh, for somebody like a basketball player, we'll um, have them kind of simulate if they're on the basketball court and doing cuts and maybe do the, the traditional line drills. Football players, we might have them initially, you know, practice um, with the special jersey on where they aren't taking hits and then eventually get them back into a, a full participation or full contact practice. And then we get them back to clearance. And in the state of Nebraska, they need to be, once they've been diagnosed, especially in the high school level, if they've been diagnosed with a concussion, they need to be cleared by a medical professional uh, that is um, knowledgeable of concussion management. Dr. Miller, you just mentioned high school. What is the role of an athletic trainer when it comes to concussion management, especially at the high school level? Athletic trainers are the absolute key to the management of concussion for you know all levels, but especially the high school and even now into the junior high level because they're right there you know on the field they're with those athletes uh, basically you know most of the days of the week or in cases of the larger schools they're with them essentially every day of the week so they know their baseline and then they can you know assess them immediately after there's some type of contact that looks like it may have caused a concussive injury so uh, they are just absolute key for making the diagnosis and then they uh, make the initial call to say this athlete's not going to participate in you know today's practice or game and then um, they may reassess them that later that evening or the following morning and uh, they can take them through the return to play process as well so the athletic trainers are the absolute keys to the entire concussion world working the way it should. Well, Dr. Miller, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. For more information on concussion treatment or the concussion management program at Columbus Community Hospital, visit columbushosp.org. That's columbushosp.org. This is Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts from Columbus Community Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.